Cheers. Cheers. Oh, that was a good clunk. Oh, that was a good clunk. Like a good clunk. Well, welcome to episode 15 of Two Bottles In. Yes, welcome everybody. Uh, we're, we're such uh, wise podcasters now. Oh, so well established. And yet, still no sponsors. <laughs> so, yes, we are available. <laughs> if you are listening, we will sell the shit out of anything. Anything. Yeah, give him um, a couple of drinks and he's all yours. But first of all, we need to say a massive thank you because we've had so much amazing feedback uh, from the last episode with the amazing Mark Thompson. Um, people really enjoyed it, as we knew they would, because Mark is amazing. Yeah. Big shout out to my volunteer, Jan, who particularly loved it. And I know that he's going to be like, yes, girl, I get him mentioned. <laughs> so I just thought I'd do that. And also, major congratulations to Mark, because since recording the podcast, he has got a new job. Yes. Isn't that amazing that he's actually going to step forward for THT as their... Strategic lead for health improvement. So he's going back to... um, The He was at THT and then he left and now he's going back. But I think THC is a very different place to when he left. Um, it's a whole different team, new chief executive. So I think it's a really exciting time. So we wish him all the best. We do. Well done, Mark. Yes. And since the last podcast, we have been up to some stuff. Oh, have we oh, been up to God. some stuff? What have we been doing, Vic? Oh, what have we been doing? So... Hold on. Wait, I'm trying to work it out. So that was Eurovision mm. when we when we filmed with uh, uh, recorded with Mark, and then then we went. To, oh, it was my birthday era. Yes. Yes. Which is still technically going on, FYI. But it's you know, on your birthday Eve. Yes, on we, the Sunday. And it was such a gorgeous, blazing hot day. Yeah. And we went to a festival called the Mighty Hoopla. With pretty much what I could see the entire population of South London's gay community. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, quite a lot of hot men came out of the woodwork. Oh, never wasn't seen it before. a sight? Ooh. Oh, my God. A bit of sunshine. Yes. Bit of trashy pop icons. <laughs> and they come out of the woodwork, take their tops off. And um, yeah, get their pecs out. Oh, it was. And make me pull my drink into my ear because I'm too busy staring at them. (laughs) (laughs) But it was such an amazing day. We started early and we had. We had pink gin, didn't we? At Gavin's. Gin and sausage sandwiches. Yes, I'm glad you said sandwiches. (laughs) Sausage. Sausage stuffing. Sausage. Um. Because it was in Brockwell Park in South London, and Gavin lives just outside Brockwell Park, so we could walk to the festival. Really good. In two minutes. It was, and I felt that the it was a good kind of festival for the for the day, but also for it being a Sunday. You thought everybody'd be like, "Oh, we've got to be quite reserved." No. Oh, the gays. Yeah, everybody had Monday. Don't have that thing. (laughs) Oh, they don't. If they are working on a Monday. Like, oh, Sunday is the day to go out. Okay, that's that's a new lesson. Yeah. That's some gay education for me. Vauxhall Tavern on a Sunday afternoon. Yes, that's true. Two beers on a we Sunday We haven't night. done that in ages. We haven't been to RBT for ages. So the Mighty Hoopla um, 
is a festival that started last year. Last year it was in Victoria Park in East London and it's kind of organised by all the main um, like alternative gay bars in East London. Um, so there's a night called Sink the Pink that kind of lead on it and there's the Glory in Dalston that have a heavy involvement as well. And it was pretty good last year, but it was quite small. And then this year they ramped it up um, and had some really amazing people performing. They did. I thought that all the stages actually had some quite good acts on. Uh, yeah. We were pleasantly surprised, weren't we? Sorry, Vix has been attacked by a lone dog. Sorry, yes. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the acts that we saw, I saw, uh, and I'd never seen her before, so I saw Lily Allen. Yes, you were quite excited about Lily, Very excited you, about Lily Allen, and her new album is amazing. But she did do that annoying festival thing of being like, it's another new track from a new album. We were like, sing something we know. <laughs> yeah, and by that time in the afternoon, I think everybody was ready to kind of just sing along. Sing along. That was one of the big Not things. Not like, <laughs> I have no idea what this song's called. <laughs> yeah. So we kind of, sorry Lily, but we left Lily because oh. we went to the oh. Guilty Pleasures tent, which had a host of 80s acts on, and the headline act was the amazing, unbelievable Belinda Carlisle. Oh my god, you forget how many hits that woman has had. But that's so true, like we we were dance I mean, Philip and I kinda like rebonded over Belinda, didn't we? We kind oh. of realised that we both grew up listening to this one album. And then when we got in the tent and we were listening to her like every single song. I know. We were dead. Every single song singing. was a single one. And she sounded amazing. Yeah. She did. She was really good she live. She was amazing. And yeah. it was such a good atmosphere. And then she finished a bit early because there was a problem with her sound. Mm-hmm. And so then we could go to the main stage and catch the yeah. end of TLC. Well, they didn't even start by the time we got there, did they? They weren't even on. Oh, they're not even on. I was a little bit three sheets to the wind by <laughs> yeah. that point. Yeah, you were drinking, I yeah. think by that point, you were drinking the gin and soda. Oh, probably. Because they'd run out of tonic. I don't That's know. how desperate you were. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But we also saw Mel C. We did. Louisa. Louise. Is Please she red lap? She's not red lap anymore. Well, is she um, going to go back to nerding? <laughs> no one wants to go back to nerding. <laughs> Don't go back to nerding. Um, but she did some eternal stuff as well. She did eternal stuff. And Mel C just said you'd be there by the Spice Girls. Oh. And the Spice Girls were played by four drag queens. <laughs> amazing. Yes, I and think we did. She looked put amazing. That on there. She sounded amazing. And it was just a really good atmosphere. And it really reminded me because I'm so old. Of the good old days when gay pride in London was in a park and you'd all just get hammered and have a whale of a time. Yeah, it did feel safer, didn't it? And then the best thing, I could not walk, I could stagger home. Well, yes. yes. It was like someone had pushed me out of the park and I just staggered, (laughs) staggered all the way home until I hit my front door. So um, that was an amazing day. It was. It was really good. Glad that I booked the day off. Oh yeah. The day after off. Yes, that was. Uh, I felt rough. But I thought that what else was really good about Mighty Hoopla was they didn't just have all the beer tents. There was loads of local alcohol as well. You know, yeah. it wasn't just your standard like you know ciders and beers and G and Ts. Like there was loads of other people there as well as the street food. Yeah, and lots of. Dance tents as well. Oh, now one thing that you and I aren't experts on, 
but we have <laughs> it on good authority from our, uh, the lovely DJ Lawrence friend, is that uh, there were some really big acts on in the dance tent. Oh, like Todd Terry. And Simon Ashmore, who is now, I'll probably get this wrong, but from what I recall, he is he owns Defected, which is one of the biggest dance labels in the world. Really, is it? Yes, I may have just completely lied. No, <laughs> so I don't But know it sounded good. Is Belinda Carlisle signed to that? No. Oh, okay. Then it means then nothing. We don't care. We don't. No, we don't care. <laughs> um, and we also saw the amazing Louisa Oberland was performing there as oh, well. Oh yeah, and she did that little bit with Ultimate Power, which was so funny. Oh but yeah, yeah, there was lots of power ballad. Yes, we did Lip do. Lip syncing <laughs> we going did do a lot on. Of that. Yes. Oh, too much fun. Because we did Ultimate Power last year for my birthday, so we knew all about that. Love a power ballad. Who does not love a power ballad? No, it's very true. It's very true. So yeah, so Mighty Hoopla was amazing, and then it was my birthday. Yeah. Uh, so that was rather special. Uh, guys, listeners, special announcement. Vix has a slush puppy machine. Oh. Yes. So we have already tried Prosecco slushies, gin slushies. I haven't. Have you not had one? No, I have not. How we you... need to remedy that. Yes. Now. <laughs> <laughs> pause the podcast. Ah, pause. We'll be back after this short message. <laughs> How have you not had one? That's so strange. Oh, oh my goodness. Yes. So my favourite so far is I did a elderflower lemon and mint with Ooh. gin. Oh, I mean, really, anything. Yeah. So we'll put recipes up on the on the uh, website. So Marvellous. So, and also, yeah. so we had the party who we had your birthday, which was amazing. Also, there's been some Netflix and chill moments. So. Uh, excuse me, aren't we forgetting my birthday party oh, last Saturday? Okay. Two brewers. <laughs> oh, is the dog shagging something? Oh, no, I hope no. not. We've had enough of that today. Um, yes, so Vic's had birthday night out with the uh, guest from episode 13, Paul Stonberg. Yep, yep, we had a joint birthday, so that was uh, a great party. So we went to a pub in Clapham and then we went to the two brewers. Yes, the Stone the Stone House, the Stone House. The Stone House. The Stone House. Very nice pub. Very, Very nice pub. pub. It's <laughs> where I go for my, uh, well, where I used to go for my Christmas lunch with my ex-boyfriend. We went there uh, like three years in a row. Very good. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, moving on yeah, from that. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> so Netflix, 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 um, Netflix and chill because Netflix and chill. Netflix. And Wait, chill. look at that. Um, because today we're recording this on Friday the fifteenth of June, and uh, hold on to your drawers. There is the second season of Queer Eye on Netflix. Whee! And um, I've binge watched it. Yeah, you. How I don't even know how you've got the mental capacity to do that. Um, I just I don't know. I just, <laughs> it's like, are you still watching Queer Eye? Uh, For the yeah, eighth time. Stop judging me. Get off my TV. <laughs> um, it is amazing. <laughs> it's the same formula as the last series. The same Fab Five. Um, but they do lots of different things this season, so they make over a woman. <gasps> yes, yes. That they I make over a transgender man. Ooh, interesting. Um, and it's just, oh, it's just so much more than a makeover show. It's more it's empowering, so isn't it? That, that's what it's really good for. I think it's different to the last 
era of queer, queer eye for the straight guy. That was much more about fashion and like the external. Yes. And this is more about internal. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's a really good series. There's eight episodes. <laughs> I know that for sure. <laughs> and um, yeah, check it out. Excellent. Also, on Netflix, there has been this other thing that we never talk about called RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> but I've watched the latest episode. Yes, I have not. So have let's not thought. go there yet, shall we? But we, I think this this season has been quite interesting. I thought it was going to be awful, and for the first, I think we've spoken about this, for the first few episodes, I was like, I can't remember anyone's names, mm. no one's been very significant, obviously you all know Eureka because she was on season nine, I was like, ugh, but now that they've whistled it down to final four, I'm all over it. Yeah. I'm all over it. And also, and we've both talked about this, mm. something has changed with RuPaul in the workroom <laughs> over the last yeah. couple of weeks. And he mentioned it in his podcast this week, that he's been a lot more himself. Like his oh, proper really? Self. So he's relaxed. He's relaxed. He's just like, you know what? I go into that workroom and I kind of lube them up. Yeah. That's what he used to do. Whereas now he's more like, you know what your problem is? <laughs> And you should do this and this and this and this. And so it's giving, all tea. It's all the tea. It's all the tea. He's given all the tea. And it makes for so much more... It's, it's, it's much more entertaining. But the, the thing is, though, he's really funny with his delivery. He's That's the great thing. But it's all I mean, really I good thought, stuff. The first time I did it, I thought, how much has he had to drink before he did yeah, this? Yeah, no, you, did, you messaged me saying that, yeah. He hasn't had to drink for... 18 years yeah. so he's not drunk he, I think he's just being proper Roo and not TV Roo and just really giving them some good advice and scowling at them and questioning them and making them realise what they actually really need to do yeah when they might be quite blocked or yeah and I think anxious. a couple of them had had that this, this season haven't they absolutely yeah but yeah, but yeah so, so they after this one they're on Two more episodes left. Mm-hmm. There is the reunion, the reunion next week, and then the grand finale in two weeks. Wow! So close. How's how quickly that's got as well? It feels really quick, doesn't it? Yeah. So, <clears throat> so that's our kind of roundup. Ooh. And so this episode's theme is um, a topic that Philip brought to the table. I brought to the table. You did well done. Uh, but it's a good one. It's a really, really good one. And, you know, we we really are both, in different ways, um, really passionate about this subject. Mm. And uh, so this week, this episode's theme is music is Just life. Music is life. <laughs> life. Um, because I think previous podcasts we've asked quite deep, meaningful like questions and all that kind of stuff. And I just wanted to kind of break it down for a motherfucker. Break it down, And just talk about something that, you know, we can all relate to. And um, and I love music. I've always loved music to the point of knowing too much, almost. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think music provokes lots of emotions in people and it reminds people of certain situations. And, you know, you can track your... You can soundtrack Mm. your life. 
Oh. Um, through the music that you listen to, and you can go, oh, that was then, and this is now, and that was because I did that, and that was when I broke up with so and so, and that was yeah, you have mashlam, massive mashlam. I think I think I'm more drunk than what I think. Mashlam. I am like my words are not coming out. Sounds like a German town. (laughs) Mashlam. This dog is driving me. Yes, if he goes out, he'll bark, and then so listeners, just be warned, you might hear a dog barking. Um, but I think or a dog <laughs> no fucking a cuddly toy <laughs> I've had to watch it all evening and I need to share my trauma <laughs> so anyway back to music oh my god Philip <laughs> oh sorry about that so but the emotional attachment that people have with music is really important because like you mm-hmm. say they, they attach it to memories and it can make you feel good it can make you wallow it oh. can affect your mood yeah. It's really important, though, for people to have music in their lives, whatever type of music it is. Indeed. So we have certain trigger questions. Yeah. So, so I'm intrigued, because me and Vix haven't really had this conversation before. No. So it's fresh. So, first thing, we'll start at the very beginning, because it's a very good place very to start. Very good place to start. What was the first record you... I mean, we're showing our age now. What was the first <laughs> download you... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's face it, we did not download it. What was the first it. record you ever bought? So, the first record I ever bought... <laughs> oh, it's going to be shameful, clearly. Band-Aid. Band-Aid? That's not shameful. Oh, you were raising not? money and it was full of select. Oh, oh, wait, which Band-Aid? First. Oh, okay, that's yeah. fine. Band-Aid 2, like Sonia and Kylie. Yeah. No. <laughs> first Band-Aid. No, that's amazing. Yeah, that's the first oh record I ever went to Our Price. I love that. I think it's one went of my to Our Price and bought it with money that I got. Uh, I think I'd saved up for it or something. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And our price. That's a blast from the past. I know. Didn't you just love going in our price on a Saturday? Our price in Woolworths. Oh, yeah, yeah. Woolworths. Didn't yeah. our price become Woolworths? <gasps> maybe. Or part of it? Oh, maybe. Oh, maybe. Who knows? Anyway, this is fascinating. <laughs> no, that's a really good one, actually. So, what was yours? Mine was View to a Kill by Duran Duran. Oh. They're the James Bond theme. Yeah, very dramatic. That's a dramatic. really good one, isn't very it? Very dramatic. I'm always proud to say that one because some people will be like, oh, the full chorus, but I can't work on it. I'll be like, what? <laughs> um, so, so were you um, buying that because you love the song or because you were into James Bond? It was because I'd seen the film and I wanted to be Grace Jones because she was the bad oh, in that film. God, she in that film. She played a character called May Day. I loved it. But her skin in that film, her skin anyway, but oh, like, I was mesmerised by that. She, yeah. So, I mean, it was a good song. It was a good song. And RuPaul on his podcast the other day said that he'd been watching those James Bond films. Oh. And he was going through like, which theme songs were his favourites. And he'd always said that Voodoo to a Kill was his favourite. <sighs> See, so, we should go out drinking with Michelle oh. and Ru. And I would have been nine when that came out? That's not... So... That's not calculating. So gay at such an early age. Oh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll beat you to that. When I was little, when I was maybe a toddler or so, uh, my mum's sister, my, my lovely Auntie Joyce, she has claimed that I always was going to be a friend of the gays because <laughs> uh, apparently the only song I wanted to listen to over and over and over and over again was um, Come a Chameleon. Oh. So, you know. It's a good song. It's a good yeah. song. 
It was, uh, you know, it was meant to be. It was meant to be. I've just let you in. I'm not letting you back out again. <laughs> yeah, see, this is the pot. He's, he's I'm not talking to the I'm talking to the <laughs> Um I'm moving on from that. Because obviously, we are both children of the 80s. Yeah. Uh, what was... Oh, and which is the era of, like, Smash Hits magazine. Oh, yeah. And all those posters. Who was your first music crush? I can't remember. What? I literally... Whose posters did you have on your wall? Vogue. <laughs> Vogue? Absolute uh... vodka. I'm talking like eight years... Oh, never mind. Oh. Wasn't it like Bross or something like that? A bit Marty Pello? No. Oh, you're weird. Yeah. Um, I didn't really have any, like, music posters on my wall. I loved music and I loved, like... Michael Jackson was a huge (laughs) love of mine when I was younger. But, like... And Kylie. I loved Kylie and Jason, but I loved them together as a couple. Oh. Look how that worked out. Yeah. Everything ends. Um, well, mine was, since you've asked, uh, <laughs> Morton Harkett from Oh. Oh, my God. Seriously. Really? Uh, oh, my God. Stunning. So was he Still someone that Still doesn't look you... too bad now. Yeah, so when you, were, when you were younger, was that like, oh, he's really good yeah, at what he nine. does? Yeah, I was nine. No, when I was nine. So you blatantly knew about it. Oh, I was screaming home. Yeah, yeah you were. Really Screaming well. homo. Yeah. Um, so it went from him, and then it was Jordan Knight from New Kids on the Block, <clears throat> and then it was oh, Bobby. Yes, Jordan Knight. Take that. Yeah, yeah. And then I think it was kind of done. That was your I mean, era. I have Robbie Williams posters on my wall. I definitely have, like, quite explicit. <laughs> yes, I seem to recall, Philip Rag, the um, uh, quite obscene remarks from that one... Uh, Take that concert we went to yeah. at Wembley, where yeah. the poor, poor housewives in front of us who had had that one night out from the kids, you know, mum's night out and tour, and they got subjected to your um, rather oversexual <laughs> remarks. Well, Robbie, about I, Robbie Williams' just anus. Been the love of my life for a long time. He's not anymore. He's looking rough these days. But um, yeah, no, I was obsessed with him. I'm just obsessed, and I cried when he left to take that. My mum had to come into my bedroom and get the news to me. Oh, my goodness. And that was, I think, before I came out to her. Ooh. I think she was a bit slow. Anyway. Yeah, surely she knew back then. So, <clears throat> over the year, obviously over the years, like, your music taste changes and you experience different genres of music. So, like, what's been your music trajectory? Yeah, Ooh, I said good it. word. I trajectory. certainly would not be able to handle that word right now. Um... Uh, yeah, where did it start and, and how did it progress? Definitely started with cheese. Kylie and Jason, that whole sort of Sonia, Sunita, Bross. Very Stock Aitken and Waterman. Yeah, yeah. And then I discovered Cher. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Whitney. <laughs> Excuse me, everyone. Philip's trying to oh, swallow. Oh, you were born for queens. <laughs> yep. Uh, Cher, Whitney, Did you just Gloria go to our prize and say, can you put me to the gay section, please? <laughs> yeah, funny enough, this is my mum. Like, oh, but, but then Gloria, okay. I quite liked her, actually. Yeah. It's amazing how she came back after that bus accident, isn't it? Sorry, what? When she uh, had that bus accident, and she like nearly died. Oh. And then she'd had to come back and go, coming out of the dark. 
Is and everyone was like, oh, that? yeah. Oh, she died know. in a bus accident. She oh. is the copper plumbing of the music uh, industry. That's a bit distressing. So, yeah, so share Whitney, Gloria. Yes, and then, uh, <laughs> so after my sort of, like, dabble in, in uh, you know, the big, big powerhouses, uh, I went the complete opposite direction, and I went to Corn, Rage Against the Machine, oh, Green Day. did you know? Yeah, yeah, I was quite... So that was kind of, it wasn't really grunge, it was more like... Oh, it's quite extreme. Like rock. It was like, but it was like but grungy rock. rock. Yeah, no, it was grungy... It's quite extreme, heavy stuff. Um, But I think that has more to do with the fact that I discovered that I like boys and boys like that. Oh, groupy realness. Yeah, I think the fact that I discovered that boys like that kind of music, I thought, oh, well, if I'm going to have to get into that to get into them, (laughs) or them to get into me. (laughs) Thumbs up. Um... Oh, such fun. <laughs> um, so yeah, corn, rage against the machine, green day. Yeah, and, and then then, then I went back to uni and discovered what the student union uh, was famous for: oh. S Club Seven, Spice Girls, Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, the mm, lot. Love it. Yeah. And then have you been pretty much pop ever since? Hmm. But I must admit, since being with Lawrence, my uh, education around dance music. Oomst, 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 oomst. Yep, is uh, is growing. I'm I'm getting better at it. Unfortunately, I did nearly make Lawrence cry a couple of weeks ago when he was doing his scratching because he's the scratch DJ, which mm. I had no idea how they do. It's really hard. It's really clever how they yeah, do it. Yeah, I wouldn't know. Would yeah, know. it's really hard. Yeah. So, and he was playing all these like old school like dances. He's like, oh my god, this one was number one. Didn't you love this? And I'm like. Sorry, what? What? I, no, no, I didn't <laughs> know. On the Disney is. Channel? Yeah. I was like, if a singing animal doesn't sing it into a princess, I do not know. <laughs> a singing animal? Don't be nasty about Christina O'Connor. <laughs> <laughs> She's not that hairy. Oh, no, offense, Christina. You Girl. are amazing. Get those um, claws back in. Sorry. So, so anyway, yeah, so mine's gone, that's mine. What's yours? Come on. I'm, I'm interested in this. I want to see. So it all started off with pop. It all started off with five star. Oh, my goodness. I five star. The king loved five star. Um, I was obsessed. And funny enough, they wore sequins. and did dance routines. The clues were there. <laughs> um, and then it kind of, it carried on a bit poppy. So it went from like five star to Yaz. Oh, yes, I did like Yaz, yes. Which was, you know, a metaphor for my sex life, because <laughs> the, only way. the only way is up. <laughs> uh, tell your friends. And um, then, but then it all changed in 1989-1990, because that was the year that Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation came out. Yeah. And I'd never heard anything like that before. And also she did, like, this amazing... The videos... She did this half an hour short film to launch the album that was in black and white, where she played songs from the album, but it was all about rescuing a kid who was on drugs from the wrong side of the tracks. Oh my god, why do I not know like this? Saving. She was like, it was very, it was a very um, social consciousness kind of album. Um, but I'd just never heard anything like it before, and the dance routines were unbelievable. And it was at that point that she really surpassed her brother in terms of, like, yeah. he must have. Being like going, 
oh shit she's, <laughs> she's actually quite good so that was that and it was that same year that Madonna's Like a Prayer album came out and my brother had always been into Madonna with Like a Virgin True Blue because I think mainly because he fancied her because she got quite big tits um, whereas I got into a, like a prayer because I just thought oh she's like the most famous woman on the planet and I love her and I'm not sure why again the clues are there and then so that was kind of poppy and then I kind of did the same thing as you but not to get together with boys but I went proper indie grunge yeah and so it was Smashing Pumpkins, Suede, mm. yes, I did Pearl Jam, Nirvana, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, all that kind of stuff. And I used to go to Indie Nights in Sheffield all the time. And yeah, and I still have that indie boy in me. <laughs> His name's Graham. And, uh, <laughs> um, but then you can have the best of both worlds. So, I, I mean, I've, I've kept... Janet and Madonna have been consistent yep. in my life. Yeah. And now I think I just kind of like what I like, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but isn't that the most important thing about music? I think I think you should just be a bit more open with music and you shouldn't stick to one genre. And, like You should be open to listen to lots of different stuff and not be so set in your ways. And be like, oh, I don't like that because it's not my kind of thing. Like, well, have you listened to it? How do you know if you don't like it or not? My granddad on my mum's side was obsessed with jazz. And if it wasn't jazz, yeah. it wasn't music. Right. And I hated the fact that that was his viewpoint. And so I always made a pledge, which is very much my parents' kind of thing, listen to everything and form your own opinions. So I would listen to stuff like, um, I would be like Tori Amos, Katie Lang, Tracy Chapman... So and where were you listening to this? Were you is this on the radio? Is this through other friends? I'd buy, I'd buy Q magazine. Oh, oh, that's cool. I'd buy Q that's magazine, cool. and then I'm like any album, <laughs> any album. I mean, this is later on, but any album that got a five star review, I'd just buy it, and then if I didn't like it, I'd take it back. <laughs> so, that's the crazy thing. Like, if you think you about it, you could always take a CD then, back yeah. and go, "Oh, I got this as a present." So yeah. I don't have the receipt, but... But if you think about now, you know, if you you can try any kind of music and not have to invest in it because Absolutely. it's on Spotify or whatever, or you can find it on Your YouTube. Your access to music now is insane. It's so amazing. You have New Music Friday on Spotify. Yes, which we both Which you can just love, listen to the first 45 seconds of a track. It takes 45 seconds to get to the chorus. Pretty much on any song. <laughs> yeah. So, first 45 seconds, if you don't like it, skip it. And if you do, keep it. And then that's how I kind of keep my finger on the pulse of what's going on. Mm-hmm. So I'll talk to certain friends and they're like, how do you know that so-and-so's got a new single out? I'm like, because every Friday morning I wake up at stupid o'clock because I just do. And then it takes me 10 minutes to get through like all the new yeah. singles that have been released that day. And I keep the ones I love and delete the ones I don't. And... Okay. So, so it's very eclectic. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and I think on Spotify, I mean, I don't want to sort of, because there are other players uh, out there, let's yeah. just say that, but we both happen to be on Spotify. And you get in a bit of a cycle. You, I don't know if anybody, any of the listeners get this, but 
when I go on Spotify and I and I you know listen to a particular artist that I I like and it says related artists, yeah, I get lost because I'm yeah. like literally, oh, they sound, I've never heard of them before. Click no. their click their music and then the related to them, yeah, and you keep going, you keep digging it, and right. then you just get lost in it and you have no idea how to get back. And they do these amazing things on Spotify, although other providers aren't available, but they'll do stuff like so at the end of the year, we're like. They'll send you a playlist of your most listened to mm-hmm. tracks. And so it kind of gives you a soundtrack to your year, mm. which is great. And I love that. But they did a thing last year called, that they sent to people called The Ones That Got Away. So it was like songs that they think you should have loved, but you didn't add to any playlists. And I got loads of new songs from that. Ah. And I was like, oh, Spotify. Seriously. Clever. We should go out sometime. Yeah, <laughs> well. <laughs> like, literally. That's how bad my dating life is. <laughs> I'm now thinking about going out with a music app. Well, we should have a nice romantic <sighs> night. We will. Oh, don't play it again, Spotify. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so the music does... And I think your music changes throughout your life dependent on where you are as a person and, you know, what kind of music you want to listen to and, you know, the way that you're feeling... You know, very much sort of like the, you know, the grungy thing was kind of like that teenage angst sort of you know, late teens stage where you're rebelling and you're kind of oh, feeling, yeah. you know... The um, amount of times I listen to Morrissey and I can't fucking stand Morrissey, <laughs> but I just thought, this is going to make me seem really deep and interesting. And after a while I was just like, oh, you're just a racist twat, I hate you. <laughs> but I thought it was really cool. It turns out it's awful. Yeah, no, I did, yeah. But that's where I think it's quite interesting because music does bring that side of you where you like what we were saying last week about uh, last episode about society dictating things you know because yeah. when you were younger well, look, you listen to what your friends listen to yeah but if someone's cool yeah and everyone's listening to them yeah like, imagine if you didn't like Beyonce yeah. <laughs> like everyone is you know a gay boy and you don't yeah. like Beyonce oh yeah how do you come out about that or Lady Gaga yeah it's like Madonna. coming out all over again I know I mean I gulp Yes, you, I know what you're going to say. Go on, I don't do really it. like ABBA. Oh, I did not know that! <laughs> oh, that's a new one. I thought you were going to say something else about Lady Gaga, but okay. I don't really like ABBA. No, I'll save it. Kill me. So, Save listeners, me. thanks for listening to the 15 episodes of uh, <laughs> Two Bottles In. It's been great that we've uh, had this time together. Uh, Philip and I are no longer friends. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just... It's because I worked in a student union bar in the... Uh, late 90s and any student union disco because that's what they were called yeah they were yeah 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 so much fucking ABBA (laughs) and you just and it's not fun when you're sober like (laughs) Dancing Queen really again oh my god I can appreciate that they're good but I think it's overkill overkill but that happens and there's a gay man as well you so, do get it. So that's interesting because that leads into one of the questions that you actually wanted to ask as well, which is, mm. are there any songs that you cannot listen to now? So I'm assuming mm. there must be an Dancing album. Queen, yeah. right. Gets me to leave a dance floor quicker than <laughs> Last Orders of the World. <laughs> Seriously. Um, but there were certain... But it's, also, it's also about certain times of music. So there were certain years where an album comes out that is iconic, but then it gets played to death. You will hear it in every bar that yeah. doesn't have a jukebox or um, cafes or coffee shops or background music at dinner parties. And yeah. There's certain albums like 
um, the first Macy Gray album, the du- first Dider album. Oh my God, yes. Alanis Morissette's Drag a Little Pill. Yeah. Those kind of albums that were huge, huge, but everybody had a copy. I mean, Alanis Morissette's album sold like, what, 40 million copies? Gee. So it was just, everyone had it. And after a while you're like, I can't listen to this anymore. I just can't do it. Yeah. Certain songs, Oasis, Wonderwall, because I worked behind the bar in a student union in the late 90s, that would always be on at the end of the night and it would just drive me insane. It's a great song. It is a great song, but overkill. Yeah. And then there's certain songs that remind you of a certain time. So they kind of upset you. So are you going to let us in on these dark So, girl, if you ever walk past my flat and the window's open and you hear Tracy Chapman, <laughs> you <laughs> need to break the door down. <laughs> Tracy Chapman is my go-to depressed... Okay, that's when you need to wallow. Song. You need to, yeah, yeah. sing And there are certain songs, as many of the listeners know, I broke up with my boyfriend at the end of last year and there were just certain songs that... Remind me of him. So are they songs that remind you of him because you experienced the, something with him? Oh, he just used that, to sing them. Okay, so it wasn't that that song had certain lyrics that was about oh, your no. breakup. He just used to sing them in my face in the, wind, like, <laughs> in the morning. It was very funny. Um, and I loved it. But now if I listen to it... It's, it, it's, it's a little too painful. There's something that triggers and I'm like, I can't listen to that. Yeah. I can't listen to that. Are there any... Uh, ones like that for you? No. Oh, that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I think music's one of those things that you kind of go through a journey with. Yeah, and there, there must be a song that makes you leave the dance floor. Where you're just like, hey. oh, uh, actually, you're no, fucking I'm, mental dance floor. Yeah. Girl. Once I'm on it, literally you, you, everything gets sacrificed. You dance to the bottle being, being, <laughs> being emptied. Yeah. yeah I'm Tune. <laughs> like, they've turned the music off. It's, the clubs goes and they're <laughs> emptying the bottle bin. But you go, girl. You yeah, go. You know, I, once I get in my groove, you can't get me out of it. But no, I think there's there's certain songs, I agree that there's certain songs that attach, that are slightly more painful to listen to, that slightly yeah. touch you in, you know, a certain way that you kind of think, ooh. There must have been songs that have been played at funerals that you've been to. Like... No, it's, I mean... I think the the only thing is <laughs> not I, the only way is up by yes. <laughs> Although that would be what, at a funeral. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, heaven wise. No, I mean I think the whole the fact that I've I've I worked did I tell you how many weddings I've been to in my life so far? Ugh, it's over fifty. Oh, that's so silly. Isn't it ridiculous? So I think maybe the tradition no gay ones. And no gay weddings. Ugh. You're so homophobic with your weddings. Uh Let's not go okay. there. We all know the tantrum I threw. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think it's probably the wedding, like, the typical wedding songs that you have at weddings. So, like, all those kind of, like... Oops, up, sad, you hear it. Yeah, it's kind of like the... What's that? I'm coming out of a cage and now I'm feeling yes, just fine. It's the right side. Yeah, and things yeah. like that. And I'm like, oh, God, not again. But I don't get me wrong. I'll be on that dance floor dancing around and bouncing around like this, I'm a tigger. So. No, it's, no, it's true. I like a bit of a wedding song. 
I like, it's always interesting to find out what people's first dance is going to be. Yes, yes. Because you either... Because you just never know. You just know. Well, people either go really slushy and mushy or they go, like, cool and funky, don't they? <gasps> well, my friend Jax, who might listen to this podcast, uh, her first dance was to All the Lovers by Kylie Minogue. What? Oh, that's, that's a good really one. amazing. Oh. I was like, I could not have put it to that. Oh, maybe years. maybe we should have a match. I don't know the significance of it. But um, it was a bloody good first dance song. Yeah. Because we were just like, right, you can first dance to this for like 10 seconds and then we are, the, <laughs> then game, we are the gays that. are hitting the yeah. dance floor. Well, and we will okay. lift you up. We will lift you up. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that is a good choice. Because that's one of the things when people have first dances, I get that it's supposed to be all about the couple, but then at the same time everybody stood around the dance floor going, oh, this is oh, nice, this where's is the cake? Some... I know. Oh, you know. just have to enjoy all the speeches. Who does, and that's the thing, who does the first dance for the cake? Sure, you need the cake first, then the first dance. Oh, I don't know. Cake and dance. But once yeah. you're on the dance floor, you don't want to stop the music to cut yeah, a cake. Yeah, cake's always shit though, isn't it? Oh, I've had some right good cake. No, but it, it, back in my it was always that traditional like... Oh, the fruit, fruit cake. cake. <laughs> I've had some crazy ass cakes has been like, we've had um, meringue uh, cakes, we've had... Pork pies, cheese. I've had a pork pie chocolate. Cake. Yeah, that's yeah. Is that too far? Possibly? Oh, I thought that was wonderful with a bit of pickle. <laughs> oh, it was absolutely. <laughs> the northerner in me thought that was wonderful with a oh, bit of pickle I lily. It was a bit strange having a wedding in Greg's, but you know what? They came up trumps, and that meal deal dinner was lovely. Oh, oh yes. Do you know oh, what though? I do. I do judge a wedding on their. Late night buffet. Well, it's quite a new thing with the wedding, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite a new thing yes. when the bacon sandwiches arrive. The bacon sandwich. Yeah. I've, I have had. That's what you need. Oh, I've had all sorts: ice cream, freshly made donuts, kebabs, uh, pizza, ooh. cheese. Mm. I've had fondues. I've had like those big suckling pigs, <laughs> and that was just in the bedroom. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Back to we uh, we digress. <laughs> But it's so much We've gone fun. Do songs remind you of sad times in your life? Do suckling <laughs> pigs. So let's get back on track. Let's back out on track. Okay. So. Oh, so. Okay, you go. I'm, I'm, girl, I got this. I got this. Okay, so. I, I know that says best concert. I want to know what your first concert was. My first concert was uh, the Pasadena's at Sheffield City Hall. Say who? The Pasadena's were a black male vocal group. Um, they, had, they had like two hits in the 80s. <laughs> like 88, 89. Um, they were kind of, they wore like black leather jackets, denim jeans. A bit, um, and like a quiffed hair. Oh. Anyway, they were, they were cool. I mean, I'll play you their songs after we finish this podcast. We were... Oh, actually, that's not a bad first gig. I think my second was five star, my third was yes. Okay, that's pretty cool. So that's, it's not bad. Yeah. I don't, uh, there's no shameful no. gigs in my gig history, I don't Oh, why not? Yeah. What was your first concert? So my first one was Brian Adams. Oh, actually, you know what, apart from that At awful, the time. Everything I do, I do it for you. At the time, because it was that summer of 69 stuff. Amazing song. So at the time, Wicked. Uh, Then The Pretenders. Great. And then I nosedive. (laughs) 
Oh. Although, not ashamed to admit it, because I did fucking love it. Uh, Anton Deck. Oh. Give you my love, <laughs> my eternal love, from me to you, eternally. <laughs> Why do I know the words for that song? I'm very impressed. Now. Do you know yeah, what? You know why oh, you know the words for that This song? is my word, friends. Because um, there is a... Um, I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before. There is a um, comedy that is on iPlayer, and it was—it's um, called This Country. It won two BAFTAs, the BAFTAs, like last month. And the woman in it is called Daisy Cooper, and at the at the BAFTA she wore a dress that looked like a Swindon Town football. Oh, you shirt. mentioned this, yeah. And so the morning after the BAFTAs, she was. Uh, hammered. But she was hammered <laughs> at the BAFTAs and her brother, who she writes the comedy with, mm. had filmed her with Deck of Anton Deck. And she'd obviously walked up to him pierced and said, Can we sing Eternal Love? <laughs> That's and amazing. They had their arms around each other like they were drunk at a wedding and it was like, I'll give you my love. And they did all that bit. And then at the end she's like, Eternal Love. <laughs> Yeah. And she started doing like the rap bit. It was amazing. Oh, I'm but a then part I was, like, rapping. I was like, oh my god, I totally know that song and also remember all the words. That's yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. So that was well, my top but three. then they became Anton Deck, the biggest TV presenters. Yeah, well, I actually saw them as Anton Deck. I didn't see them as PJ and Duncan. Oh, I saw them as Anton Deck. Where yeah. were they performing? At uh, the Barbican in York. Oh, yes. So, possibly about 2,000 people. Are there any other embarrassing ones on that stream? Um, S Club Juniors. Yes, it turns out there are. <laughs> she pulled it out the bag, people. Yeah. Um, S Club Juniors. Yeah. Who, like, one of them is now, was in the Saturdays, wasn't she? Frankie. Yes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that was not one of my Finger finest pull. moments, I must admit. Um, I did go see Britney. Which was quite cool. <laughs> to say that Crazy. I... Yeah, to say I went to see Britney was cool, but to actually see her, not so much. Oh, no, she's... Uh, yeah. She's, uh, well, I mean, have you seen Britney live? No, nobody has. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it <laughs> was a bit Britney like that. I've seen Britney lip-sync for her live, oh and I gosh, will be yes. seeing her doing that again. On the 4th of August. On the 4th of August at Brighton <laughs> Pride, also known as Britney Pride. Um, yeah. But no, but I went to see some really cool concerts. I queued 16 hours, 16 hours to see you. <laughs> Oi! Shut it. <laughs> uh, 16 hours to see you too. Wow. Can you remember the days when you hours. actually queued? And... You have to queue, yeah. Yeah. I queued now for OEM for, oh, God knows how many hours. And then the drummer had a brain aneurysm and the concert oh was cancelled. I was not too chuffed about that. <laughs> and let's not go into the amount of hours I spent pressing redial and reset to try and get tickets to see Madonna. <sighs> because it's amazing. Yeah, the amount of hours that you probably clocked into that, you probably could have gone oh. on holiday. I mean, I've seen Madonna 13, 14 times now. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. That's better so. than my uh, seven for Barry Manley. <laughs> yes, it is better. <laughs> it is better. What's the best concert you've seen, though? 
Out of all those, not please don't say Barry Manilow. No, I'm not going to say Barry Manilow. Storm out. No, I don't. Do you know what I? I should have thought about this earlier. Just it. There's so many, but I think the ones that I, the one I really, really re- that resonated with me is James Brown. Oh, it's all James Brown. Yeah. Go. Oh, that okay. to me, yeah, and it wasn't did. like it was like spectacular. There wasn't pyrotechnics. You do the whole cape thing. But he had a glit, a purple glitter sequin suit on. Mm. He had a, a purple, <laughs> he had a, a purple cape on. Yeah. He had the biggest hair I've ever did he seen. Down to the floor on his knees, and there. No, he, he 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 kind of bent down because he was oh. quite old. Oh yeah. But to be able to say I've seen him. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And we were Legend. so hot. It was so hot that day. Uh, it was at a festival. So I used to go to festival. Do you know what? I was thinking, my parents were really cool. They let us go to like Reading type festival. We went to Leeds, to V in Leeds. Mm. When I was 14 was my first festival. When I camped. Wow. And I went every single year until I was 22. My parents let me camp at a festival all weekend from the age of 14. Well, no, my parents weren't that cool at all. How cool is that? I think... Cheers my, to mum and dad for that. My first festival was... How old would I be? 18? Yeah, I mean, how cool mum and dad? Yeah, yeah, so that's where I saw James Brown. It was the very first year I went to uh, one of these... Um, I think it I think it was V back then before one it became Lee. festivals. Yeah, one of these festivals, you know. And... He was he was just spectacular because you had this incredible appreciation. The crowd all loved him. Nobody like nobody had any sort of bad feeling in that tent. Everybody was there to yeah. see the almighty James Brown. It's and there was such... it's like the Sunday afternoon at Glastonbury. Yes, legend spot. Isn't yes, it? right, but way better. Even if you don't have a clue who the person is, you're kind of like, well, you're here for a reason. You've obviously like yeah, you've always paid your dues. Yeah. And you deserve some respect. So, so yeah, so that was my best. What's about yours? Oh, Beyonce Glastonbury. Boom! Yeah, girl. You, you, you were literally wetting your knickers. I got really lucky that year. That was, I mean, I've seen Madonna a million times. And Madonna, like, the spectacle of a Madonna concert is insane. Mm. But for Beyonce to headline Glastonbury, no costume changes. Apparently she was being sick by the side of the stage after every number because she was pregnant. Really? Did two-hour show, covered Prince, covered Alonis Monisek, covered Kings of Leon. Started off with her two biggest hits. So you were like, well, where the fuck is this going to go now? <laughs> and it just got better and better and better. And it was, oh, the atmosphere, everything, oh, God, and do the single ladies dance routine in Wellies. It does not matter. <laughs> Wasn't it really time. muddy that year as well? It was on the Friday, Thursday and Friday. It was really muddy. I think she was on the Saturday night. Okay, so it cleared up a bit. And she, I think she put on a rider that she didn't want it to be muddy. And so the sun so came out. God actually arranged that for her. That's lovely yeah, of him. Well done, it's, God. It's Queen Bee. Yeah, snaps to God. Well done. Yeah, snaps to Oprah. <laughs> God is a beautiful black woman. Oh. Um, so yeah, so that was my best. So obviously we haven't. Been, we, obviously we went to Mighty Hoopla. We haven't really been to any gigs this year, have we? Not that I can think. Not that. Uh... No, I mean gigs of. Oh, I don't massively like going to gigs anymore because of the iPhone, iPad, 
Same. torture. It really pisses me off. So yeah. I don't tend to... There's certain people that I would never make myself see Madonna's going to do a lot next year. I will be going to see that. Yep. Um, I had to see Adele last year because it's Adele. But generally, someone's going to have to be really smashing it for me to go and see them. Or I have to think about the venue. If it's got a sloping floor, that's fine. Because I won't have to deal with looking at the performer that I've paid to see through someone else's phone. <laughs> yeah. Or if it's in a stadium, that's kind of fine because it, that's okay. But yeah. I think unacceptable concert behaviour is rife in this country. And I think more people and more performers should take a leaf out of Prince's book and Kate Bush's book and ban phones at concerts. So as you get back in your armchair, you big old <laughs> crumpy git... Well, come on. Shall we bring it up to date? What are you listening to now, Pip? Well, my God, I have got my finger on the pulse and I'm going to tell you what I'm listening to right now. So, uh, the album I've been listening to all week is a new Lily Allen album, which is so brilliant. It's so good. Her, because her last album didn't feel like Lily Allen. Right. And I've loved Lily Allen since day one. Her first two albums were very... Um, about she's a great songwriter so her first two albums were about the world around her and what was going on being a young woman living in London observing culture and people and people's behaviour mm-hmm. the last album felt a bit weird like she wasn't really in touch with herself or what was going on this album she's gone from the external to the internal and it's all about her as a divorced mum and as a working mum and dealing with all that kind of stuff that she's had to do with and dealing with the press and how horrific they are to her and it's just a great album it's just amazing and there's one song on it but every single time I listen to it it makes me cry and is that the lyrics or is that just the way the music's written or it's the lyrics it's a song called Three and it's written from the perspective of her daughter when she she performed that at Mighty Hoopla didn't she yeah yeah and it's all about, it's about mother guilt. It's about the fact that this kid is singing, you just don't pay any attention to me, you leave all the time, you go on tour, you never say goodbye, you never say you love me. Oh my goodness, I made that's this a thing, I made this thing for you today and you didn't even care about what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lily Allen, amazing. Um, who else? Christina Aguilera's got some new stuff out, which is amazing. All Saints have got a new album coming out. It's still very retro. Uh, Ray Morris, she's fabulous. Mm. She's from Blackpool. She's got a second album out. That's really quite fierce. And yeah. Oh, so that's the your high that's, recommendations. That's uh, there's probably more. I can't think. I know. Yeah, we weren't organised this time. And so obviously they're your songs that you've been listening to at the moment. Yeah. When you're down, what do you listen to? Well, Tracy Chapman, Katie Lang, Tori Amos. Um, okay, what brings you up? What brings you back up? If you were like, ah, the rain is falling, I have to go to work, and I need some music to get me motivated. Uh, songs that will, yeah, like a prayer by Madonna. Ed- yeah. Every time. Yeah. It's the perfect pop song. And it really is the perfect pop song. Um... 
We don't have to take our clothes off to have a good time, Benjamin Stewart. Yes, Queen! <laughs> it's my favourite 80s song. It's so good. Um, Got to Be Real by Cheryl Lynn. Uh, Amazing. Um, because as my friend Camilla will tell you, I, when I wake up in the morning, I always dance to a song. It's how I wake up in the morning. Oh. She's witnessed it because she stayed over at my one night and I woke her up. She was on the sofa bed <laughs> by literally doing a full-on dance routine around <laughs> her while she was still kind of bleary-eyed. And then she was just like, what's happening? And I was like, yes, queen, bitch, work, yes. Or, oh, there's that RuPaul song, um, Call Me Mother. Now that gets me like. Oh, really? Up, that is, yeah, that is a good one. Gets me popping and locking. Yeah. So, yeah, just, I think everyone should start the day dancing or laughing. Yeah, what's, so, so on, because you actually don't really listen to music on your commute anymore, do you? No, I listen to podcasts, but I would listen to a song to get me out of bed, and then I would watch two episodes of a sitcom whilst I'm having my breakfast. Ah. So, dance. Laugh, go to work. Strut. Strut. Because Dance, then you start, laugh, you have strut. to start the mood, you have to start the day in a good mood. Yes. You can't. I completely agree. Physically be pissed off because you've just danced and you've laughed. So, bring it on, Rochera. Let's do this. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's a really good way to look and at what, it, though. What gets you, I mean, well, you, you will dance too. Anything. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. like, is there... Give me, like, your two songs that will really kind of make you run onto a dance floor or will get you going. That's easy. Oh. Dinah Ross, I'm coming out. <laughs> you're so... You're not gay than me. <laughs> I don't understand. I, what happened? If that it's song like Freaky Fridays. On, I we swapped... I can't sit still if that song comes on and Sissy That Walk. On Saturday night, my friend Katie and I, we were in the back room of uh, Two Brewers and we have sonic hearing because out of nowhere we could hear what you just did. The dun, 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 dun. And we just, our ears pricked up and we were like, we need to leave now. Yeah. And we raced into the yeah. front room and we danced and danced yeah. to Sissy That It's walk. like my birthday last year at the Eagle. Yes. When I was outside with our gorgeous friend Helen. Oh, yeah. Who was about to <laughs> pop. She's about to pop. She is, literally. We've got a month and a half, I think. Um, and we were outside in the beer garden, me and Helen. And she had sonic hearing. <laughs> I, oh, yeah, she I did. I do not have that because I'm really old. <laughs> And it was like a prayer would come on. And she dragged me. Like, she just grabbed my arm and ran. Didn't, no and questions. I am convinced that I floated like a helium balloon. And she just literally, like, yeah. my legs were flying in the air. And just planted me on the dance floor. I was like, go! And I was like, that's a I'm glad she did, because... Yes, to, and you didn't actually really leave that dance floor. No, no. not when Nana Cherry starts piping no. over the buffalo. Trying stands. to say goodbye to you was quite a task, really. Oh, I don't remember that at all. Yes, there was arms flying. You were trying to say bye, but you know those dance moves. Oh, it was just yes. Yeah, it was, sometimes you just have to let that. It was like a karate chop. You just have to let it out. Yes, we we are quite good at that, though. I think. I think so. I think people need to be able to. You need to express yourself, and I think dancing dancing's one of. Do you know which scene I really love? Have you seen that film In and Out with Kevin Klein? Clearly. You know that 
bit where it's the oh. tape. Oh, where he's like, you need to walk like a straight man. And you need to not dance. Watch those hips. Yeah. Don't you tap. Yeah. And all this. And then he's like, yeah, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Let's just do this. Check that too. Yeah, boop, and boop, boop. people, you need to be able to dance. You need to be able to do that and let go of that emotion. It's yeah. such a powerful thing to do, dancing. If you don't like exercising, you don't like going to the gym, just dance around your bedroom like a maniac every morning. Oh. It's the best, because you, like, you won't have to, like, leave your flat. You won't have to be scowled at by, like, gym bunnies. You can just dance around your room. You will lose weight. You will lose weight. If you are dancing like you never Let's just say that wasn't a clinical, uh, you know, statement. We don't know if that's evidence-based. I'm not Christian Jester, Dr. Christian Jester or anything. <laughs> seriously, dance around, your, uh, dance around your bedroom. Not yourself out. Do you know one of I mean, my favourite things? Uh, obviously, bedroom dancing is, you know, for mm. yourself. Seriously. But you know when you're on the tube and someone is listening to a song and they cannot help themselves, but they are moving, grooving, popping and locking. Popping when and they locking. are sat on that seat, they cannot oh. help themselves because that song moves them that much that they have to work. Oh, no. I've often shaken my booty at my desk oh. before. with like, I can I must dance. It's like that, yeah. <laughs> it goes a bit crazy. It does it. So music is really important. I think that's well, why... as Madonna said, music makes the people oh, come together. It's so true. It's so true. Yeah, that was a good, that was a good injection. She's the queen for She reason. is. But that's where music is really powerful and it is something that I think everybody... You know, it doesn't matter whether you are not a massive fan of music or if you do... I think everybody has some sort of emotional connection to music. You just like what you like. Don't exactly. feel guilty and about don't forget, Yeah, don't feel guilty about what you like. I... Get the piss taken out of me all the time for the, some of the people that I love. Well, hence why my cat's called Lola, because I love Barry Manley. Um, but, you know, like what you like and enjoy it if it makes you feel good and it makes you feel positive, uplifted and ready to face the world, then freaking well listen to it and do, do it. it. Just do it. And funny enough, we have started making some... Segway clang. <laughs> some Spotify playlists. Yes, we have. Because one of the things... Apparently. That... <laughs> I you've, made, you've made some. Yes. Oh, the Madonna one. Yes. Uh, such fun. Oh, my goodness. So, we it was funny enough because some of our listeners actually uh, messaged us and said, you know, we want to know what music you're listening to and stuff like that. So, we've made a couple of playlists for them and they are available on Spotify. We yeah. shall link There's to them. There's a 90s... Well, there's the, ni- the, the, lit, the mixes that... Um, that Lawrence has done mm. and then we have a couple of players and the one that I think you know I actually my favourite two bottles in playlist that we have is Feel Fabulous yeah and that one every single song you listen to those lyrics and you strut your uh, stuff strut it listen to it on the way to a job interview yes listen Believe to it on the way to a in funeral. the music go for it and girl music is life music is life and life is music with uh, one, you're not with the other. Well, I'll tell you what else does go really good with music. <gasps> the second. Yay! <laughs> and yeah, we have actually forgotten to mention the Prosecco that we were like, drinking tonight, which I'm quite drunk on, I must admit. Um, I'm a Prosecco, a Cava de Rose. Rose? It's from that dodgy offy in two, two minutes to the rail station. <laughs> Eight ninety nine. Eight ninety nine. I like this 
though. I'm enjoying it's this. It's really nice. Actually. It is really nice because I don't like a gassy bubble. We know this, don't we, <laughs> listeners? Wow. I don't like a gassy bubble. It's 11%. Oh, well. It's extra dry. Yeah, see? So, um, are we done? Are I we think done? we are, oh, yeah. Okay, well, thank yeah. you for listening. We will be back. As promised, next Ooh. month. And we will have so much to tell you because we... <gasps> Pride! We would have been to Pride in London. Yep. Bianca. Uh, or is she in August? <laughs> Did I just do a tomboy without even knowing? All uh, right, Alyssa, sit back down. <laughs> um, she Bianca's at the end of July. The 28th, 29th. Oh, I we need. We have been... Back in the flow with what date it is. We need to actually Yeah, we need to kind of find that. Oh, I don't want to yeah. look so, on But we'll have a lot on to talk So about we it. will have done Pride in London. We, I will have been on holiday. How very exciting. Okay, clang. Clang. And uh, we'll have loads to tell you. So have a marvellous rest of June. And get your songs on. Go have a party. It's Friday. Go and have a song. Hey, go go have, have a boogie. Bit. And the weather's going to be lovely. <laughs> But anyway, here's to all you listeners. Thank you so much again for listening and all your good feedback. If you've got any ideas about themes or things you want to talk about, then please get in touch with us via the usual social media. Social. Social media (laughs) things. So you can follow us at uh, Two Bottles in underscore UK on Twitter and Instagram. And search us on Facebook. Search us on Facebook. Um, Write to the P.O. Box. Oh, (laughs) Stop stealing that from Tom and Susie. Sorry. Um, <laughs> or just give us a call because we probably know you and you've probably got a phone number. So, <laughs> What's that person? I don't like a phone call. Cheers. Bye. Bye. How long was that?